Alright, so my hand's been a bit sore um, from too much typing, too much clicking, too much holding my cell phone. Um, so my index finger and my right hand ring finger got something akin to gout and to manage the symptoms I've been trying not to use that hand especially for anything digital because um, I tend to sink into whatever I'm doing that's connected to the internet and forget how much time I've been using that hand to access the internet so anyway um, it's been a pretty shitty time recently and it's galling to come to a stark realization that there's no avoiding my own predictions, my own gauge of future risks, and yeah, just seeing others around me not really being able to grasp their current position and how that leads into their future. It's depressing. So I spent at least 12 hours just going through my old texts, my old diaries, doing menial sort of organisational archiving tasks, um, trying to chip away at the list of things I should have done months ago. Anything really to not fall into any mainstream media drivel. Uh, it's really ramped up again quite quickly here in Australia. I really despise it and even in the week prior I was really scouring all the countries around the world for vaccine injuries or mRNA gene technology injuries and seeing how much they were increasing. Uh, it's not, there's no relief in um, seeing very clearly the signs of what you predicted coming to be, uh, manifesting. And it, it's very painful when your friends and your family still don't listen to you about it. Um, I think the, the correct terminology is a sunken cost fallacy, or doubling down, or, you know, they, they gambled their life without realising they did and consequences that are coming up in the foreseeable future for almost every single person who took part of this global experiment are unavoidable and they must be faced with courage, with clarity and resolve. It's not up to me anymore. Okay. Um, so, over the last two days, I started listening to 6PR AM uh, Perth Talkback Radio again, in the mornings in particular, because I, I, I find that there's a pretty direct f 
channel of feedback from the audience to the um, station and then broadcast to everyone in Western Australia. Um, I, I am interested in people's views, especially seeing if those views are starting to come closer to my own. Um, so with the masks, the face masks being um, not mandated in as much as socially coerced in public places and schools apparently uh, there was people calling in um, to discuss it with the, um, the morning radio hosts morning, morning um, talkback radio hosts uh, regardless of all that uh, it's the ads that kind of cropped up and a few little segue topics that cropped up um, in the last two days which really caught my attention. The first one being the demystification of becoming an organ donor and explaining to the audience of 6PR listeners which is generally in the boomer age range um, yeah, explaining to them how easy it is to do uh, apparently it only takes three clicks and 30 seconds for your Medicare app to become an organ donor. And um, they had a, and I'm not quite sure who the woman was. Um, I don't know if she was from an organ donation foundation or um, some sort of association related to it. She would have been. Uh, she would have got funding uh, from somewhere to promote greater uptake of organ donation and uh, yeah she did a little spiel with the um, the morning host and he, he feigned surprise like any good potential customer does wow is it really that easy Leanne oh yes it is all you need to do is download the app and it's free clicks it couldn't be easier really and yes, you know, we need organs, we need organs. And um, there was the, the first lady that called in was a mother who sounded very, yeah, now that I think about it, she sounded very professional. Very well spoken, very reassuring, and very paced. Not the usual kind of person that calls up 6PR usually either tradespeople, blue-collar type workers, elderly people, um, outspoken people. Um, so yeah, she called in and she um, she told a lovely story. It was quite engaging actually about how being able to be an organ donor for her son um, was one of the greatest things that a parent could do. And even though her, her kidney wasn't a direct match for her son. Apparently there's a 50% chance that the direct parent, in particular the mother, um, their kidney won't take for their offspring. Uh, she donated that kidney to the Organ Donation Foundation or whatever it is, the organ bank, uh, and traded traded it in for a particular kidney which would have a much higher um, success rate for her son. So 
in effect, she traded in her kidney to get a kidney for her son um, to, to skip the waiting process, kind of like a mix and match or a trade. And, and that was slotted in. It wasn't apparent at first. The, um, the morning breakfast show host had to actually uh, pull that out of her um, just through some questions because he automatically assumed that her mother donated the kidney. So yeah, that, that was interesting. And the next caller was a typical Aussie sounding guy. Uh, he would have been driving at the time. Or, yeah, it's funny. If he was driving, he shouldn't have been using his phone, his cell phone. But he called in to say, look, uh, I was listening to your previous caller and I went and did it. I um, logged, I went into my Medicare app and I did it within 30 seconds. Oh yeah, you can take them all. Uh, it was so easy. Oh, you, you can take whatever you want. I won't need them when I'm dead. Ha! Huh? And um, it was quite quite a, quite a um, chuckle that was shared with the um, the host and that caller who called in. Um, and the caller genuinely sounded surprised at how easy it was. Um, literally thirty seconds. Wow. So yeah. That's um, that's just one example, and it's a very recent one. It was this week. If I really wanted to, I could go and um, download the morning shows and um, find those callers and clip clip the audio. Maybe even put it in here. It'd be um, much more uh, effective an illustration of what I'm trying to explain to you than um, yeah, if I could play it directly to you. So. Yes, that's one thing. Um, yeah, we need more organs, apparently. I mean, there's always a shortage, but there's no um, better time to ask for human tissue and organs when there's a crisis. And that's going to be the overarching theme of what I'm trying to explore here. Uh, don't let a good crisis go to waste. And that crisis... That the one that just keeps on giving is COVID. Um, so even a few weeks ago, there was a lady quite similar to this Organ Donation Foundation lady um, talking about donating blood and how important it is to donate blood, how great it is for community. Um, you know, you, you'll never know if you'll end up in a car accident and will need blood, so it's always good to pay it forward, if you will. Um, but today, <clears throat> this morning, I was uh, listening quite early. It would have been before, before sunrise, and um, there was a series of ads, and I took notes as well as took notes on the subjects that were discussed during the news the news flashes and whatnot. So um, how can vaccines lessen the impact of the estimated one in 20 Australians who have long COVID? Infectious disease expert XYZ from Kirby Institute explains how. Well, he doesn't, but he's not really um, anyone, but apparently somehow it does, but of course it doesn't. You know, this is why I get very depressed because the lies are endless and so egregious, so so blank-faced, in your face, like 
it, it, they could only ever do it through the media, through a screen or a microphone or a speaker. The, the uh, body language tells and the, um, you know, the, the humanity of the person, the expert trying to lie to you otherwise would uh, really kind of raise a few questions from the person listening to them if that person, if they were both in front of each other at the same time. Uh, moving on. Novak Djokovic can't play in the US Tennis Open because he's unvaccinated. Hmm. Apparently, no one can enter the United States without being vaccinated, which to me sounds a bit strange because I've got an, a friend who left the US quite well, not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago. He wasn't vaccinated to leave. Um, would he need to be vaccinated to come back in? I'm not quite sure about that. So... There was a caller from Bullsbrook, uh, a father, talking about how his kids' primary school set up an initiative, because today was the day where the education, West Australian Education Department was on the, um, on the spin doctoring and, and the manipulation to urge, strongly urge and encourage parents to get their students to attend class with a face mask again and uh, this father said he found out that his son or his daughter their whole class would receive a reward if every single student in that class wore a mask maybe this was for the whole school maybe it was for each classroom so the father made a excellent point where he said so if one student doesn't do this then the whole class misses out on this reward it's coercion the father just said it's coercion it is it is it's um it's brainwashing it's very nefarious and to hear about it coming back and it really upsets me anyway moving on Switchoffduty.com.au, the West Australian Police Force, um, slotted in an ad, a little infomercial talking about how there's an initiative for police to actually be able to switch off when they're off duty, meaning they don't pick up their phone, they don't check their emails, they're not on call, they're not on radio. They need that time. Uh, I can understand that, especially in the current climate in Western Australia, with the West Australian Police going to the West Australian Supreme Court to challenge the Chief Health Officer's vaccine mandate for police officers. Um, then there was another ad for type 2 diabetes, monitor and manage your blood sugar levels. And I don't know if it was like a, a pharmacy slash clinic, like some sort of quasi new health centre, which had this new service where you can see how much blood sugar you have or don't have but the main thing I wanted to talk about and this is what made me take notes when I heard this ad today this morning Saturn pathology blood tests at home so it was an ad it was a professional ad probably 30 seconds and it was advertising the service of um, having your blood tests done at home having this pathologist called Saturn Pathology, basically a mobile lab, laboratory, mobile um, sample collections, mobile blood sample collections, and they come to your home. 
So I wrote it down and I'm like, is, is that what it is? Um, there was no website named, or well, there was actually, it was saturnpathology.com.au. And I was like, oh, Saturn as in the planet um, or Satur as in the forest dwelling creature of mythological times? Well, what, what do they mean? I mean, uh, you know, outside of a fact of this also being some sort of new health service, make it more convenient for you at home presumably under lockdown or medical or governmental duress, um, you know, or, or whatever it might be. For reasons that are not yet completely elucidated, we don't know how useful this service is going to be. So I checked out their website, and it is Saturn, Saturn Pathology. And they specialise in um, collecting blood samples from children. I've only just started scrabbling around their social media, had a look at their Facebook, which is populated with fake reviews, fake commenters in my opinion, bots if you will, particularly ones that you you would go and buy, so you could go and buy a thousand reviews for X amount of dollars, you know, a thousand commenters, you know, these, these are services which are readily available online and you, you can generally tell but they are these, this kind of service because the accounts are all kind of the same. Like They have strange names. might be like a mishmash of three different names like Bryce, Genie, Desmond, you know, something like that. And then there's hardly much personal information on there. Uh, most people, especially in Australia, share far too much information on their Facebook, including photos of themselves uh, at the very least. You know, like they might have an understanding of their own privacy settings when using Facebook, but they'll still enjoy having their little circular profile picture up there uh, with their likeness and whatever sort of frame that might be on vogue in the moment. Like, I've just been vaccinated or you know, gay lives matter or stuff like that. They, they love it. They love it. So there's none of that on this Saturn Pathology page as far as I saw. Uh, lots of good reviews, though. Um, I saw that the Facebook reviews tab wasn't functioning when I tried to have a look, which is odd. Yeah, so then you look at some of the images that they use, like their stock images for advertising their services, and it just gets weirder. Um, it looks like the idea came before the staff, the name, the service, like the actual front service the, the, the front customer facing service like, like to me it looks like they want to collect blood and medical information of certain age groups maybe children in particular uh, and you look at some of the images of children who have apparently had their blood taken through this service and there's a little review left there usually by their parent or guardian it's just it's not on and what really got me disturbed is seeing that not only do they come to your home to take blood from your child for your convenience, they also put a VR helmet on your child to make it a less disturbing experience for the child. And this is something I've seen. It's a phenomena that burst initially as um, something I thought was a meme, but um, it's, a, it's a VR helmet where the child puts it on their head prior to getting their COVID vaccination. And the little video clip that has done the rounds probably six, 12 months ago shows uh, what the child sees. And it's fully immersive 3D world and some 
I think it's, it was a purple dragon comes and or it might be like some sort of Dora the Explorer animated style astronaut princess comes and gives him a hot fruit or, or, or a spicy fruit and um, in a cutesy voice and with, uh, with uh, the purpose of um, encouraging the child and try to get them engaged in this story where this is what they're doing in this virtual world taking their spicy fruit and how brave they are for doing so and yay mission complete once you've been injected with mrna gene technology uh, covid vaccinations you generally do in a clinic and that's where the helmets were in these clinics where children would get their shots so to take the helmets to the child's home and put them on there while they're getting blood extracted amongst god knows what else we'll find out there will be a growing list of services that they'll be able to provide children in the comfort of their own home. So yeah, whilst they're in their home, they can be visited by a blood fairy that gives them a spicy fruit in a virtual world. And maybe they can't leave the house. Maybe they can't go to a pathology lab. Maybe there's a lockdown. Maybe someone's got COVID. Maybe they need to isolate. So yeah, and just looking at the staff... I don't get it. The woman with, uh, with the v- VR helmet slash visor looks transsexual. I'm not going to beat around the bush. looks completely transsexual to me. And there's this kind of stock image quality to everything that's on their website. Every, every single image of theirs. It, it looks like it might have been done in a country where it's cheaper to hire actors and do graphic design and fancy fancy graphics and logos but then when you look at their website it was done by a local company here in Perth that's quite reputable it's it's confusing this uh, company was formed in September 2019 <laughs> this is funny their Australian business number uh, begins with 666 and what a coincidence they've entered into a partnership with Telephone Kids Institute this year the, the transsexual actor lady, who's meant to be the VR nurse person, has a ring around her neck. So she's wearing a chain, and there's just one gold ring in the middle. That's it. It doesn't... It's, it's gold-coloured. I don't know if it's gold. And that, to me, you know, Saturn. Saturn has a ring. Saturn, Kronos. I also thought about one of my favourite artists, Francisco de Goya, and... Chronos eating his children, a very bloody painting of the father of Zeus always eating his children because he was afraid of his children usurping his throne. So odd, odd all around. But um, <clears throat> there's something to this. There really is, and you know, to put it in a in a personal perspective from my own from my own um, from my own experience, I guess at the start of the pandemic, March 2020 maybe even around late February, you know, the insurance industry was getting bombarded. Every every single employee working in the insurance industry was getting bombarded from all sorts of companies, insurance companies, underwriters, brokers, risk managers, government agencies, associations, their own associations and umbrella organizations that they're part of, usually brokers are part of a much bigger organization um daily advice bulletins on you know 
how to mitigate your own risk while trying to give the impression that you're helping your clients, your business clients, with their risks. The biggest, riskiest, unknown emerging risk in the world was about to hit and we were at the forefront of uh, trying to present it as well as explain it as well as, you know, maybe comfort and allay concerns or maybe have our clients review their insurance cover programs in place and increase coverages, decrease coverages, change coverages. Yeah, lots and lots and lots of things. I was very busy as I was working as a claims manager. I had a lot of clients um, who were traveling around the world. And, you know, if we have a business client, we generally sell them corporate travel insurance. Turns out to be cheaper than them getting travel insurance added on to every single airline ticket or uh, cruise ship ticket that they buy through a travel agent. So there was plenty of cancelled flights. There was plenty of confusion. Um, but one thing I remember extremely clearly, and going back to that saying, never let a good crisis go to waste. There was, um, I think the, the underwriter is called Burmac, B-U-R-M-A-C, specialist insurance, specialist underwriting, uh, pretty boutique range of products, high liability, high risk, uh, stuff that other insurers won't touch. Um, never dealt with them before. I don't even think we had single policy through them on our books. But uh, we were getting advertisements from them, selling us um, murder and suicide insurance. And uh, I was gobsmacked. I mean, we hadn't had any murders or suicides amongst our client base or our city or our country or, or yeah, or state or... It, it's something that I don't think was really fought out well. It was really just thrown out there as a way to prey on the fear of the unknown and see if we would be able to find a market for it. So I had a look at these policies. I actually downloaded them. I found it extremely interesting, extremely remarkable because I, ne I never really heard of these products before or this insurer. I just found it very unusual that we were all receiving... Yeah, everyone in the office was receiving emails about Burmax suite of murder, suicide, public disaster insurances. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, never let a good crisis go to waste. Fear sells. I mean, that's why you get insurance. You don't want to... You want to sleep better at night. <laughs>